What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty Bent here to introduce this rip of RHR. It has not been ripped yet. I'm pre-recording the ads. Matthew will be very happy. Hopefully this means we get out in a timely manner today. I should have access to my main computer too, which makes it a lot quicker. When I have to post via my laptop, it takes a lot longer. A lot to talk about this week. Haven't talked about it yet, but I'm very excited to sit down with Matt in 20 minutes. A lot going on with this, this bill, this infrastructure bill where they're sneaking in. Uh, taxes on uh, Bitcoin and quote-unquote crypto exchanges. Uh, the state hates us. They fucking hate you. They don't care about you. They're slipping this in last minute. I'm sure I'll ramble about it with Matt. Um, yeah, I- I'm feeling a good one. I'm feeling good one. I'm feeling good today. Got to lift in, mowed the lawn, gam calls, podcast. Haven't written the bent yet. Going to have to do that after this rip. But it's going to be on the infrastructure bill shit. Insanity. Why do we pay taxes anymore? Why the fuck do we pay taxes? We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'll get into it uh, in this app. This rip was brought to you by our good friends at the motherfucking Cash App. Cash App something you send sets. You can send sets if you want to, but that's not what I would say. I wanted to say stack sets. That's what I usually started with. You can stack sets, send sets, receive sets, sell sets if you so please. We're saying sats, 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 because sats are the standards. 100 million sats in one whole Bitcoin. You want to buy a whole Bitcoin, a fraction of a Bitcoin, you can stack whole sats. Instead, Cash App makes it very easy as well. You can DCA, that's dollar cost average, into sats. You can buy daily, weekly, bi-weekly, if you so please. Uh, set it and forget it. On top of that, they have their boost card, which allows you to shop anywhere. Visa's accepted. Uh, connected to your Cash App. Cash App can be your bank account. And they're offering account numbers and rallying numbers. You want to get your paychecks direct deposited into the app. They are the Neo Bank of the future, as uh, as described by, I believe, Morgan Stanley or JP Morgan. I forget. Some analyst. Whatever. Um, really cool thing. I used it yesterday, last night, actually. I got Sats back. Uh, they have a Sats back uh, boost on right now. I believe it's if you use your boost card wherever at any restaurant, uh, you're going to get Sats back. I bought some takeout last night from a restaurant with my boost card, and I got... 6,500 sats back. It was nice. Every sat counts. Every sat counts for you. Stack those sats. Cash app makes it easy. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, make sure you do so using the code stacking sats. That's S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $10, and $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Owls Lacrosse. This rip is also brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained Capital is here to take the stress away from self-custody with their collaborative custody model, uh, which comes out in their Volts, their Volts product, all right? And they have a concierge onboarding program. It's proven to be very popular, uh, and they want more freaks to get into it. Again, they're going to take the stress away from you. I tweeted out earlier this week, this infrastructure bill is a little I didn't tweet this out, but this infrastructure bill is a little creep towards uh, regulatory capture of Bitcoin uh, exchanges. I'm not saying that the exchanges are in the wrong, but it seems like the U.S. is posturing like they're they're going to start cracking down on Bitcoin and particularly custody. And so while you can, make sure you're getting your UTXOs off exchanges. Unchained has their beautiful collaborative custody model um, where you hold two keys uh, Unchained holds one. You always have complete control over uh, your your Bitcoin. You can move them whenever, but if you're ever in a pinch, you have one key. Unchained has another key, and they can help you move that. Uh, so sign up for the concierge onboarding or a free consultation today. 
Uh, for long-term Bitcoin savings, it's important to eliminate single points of failure. That's why Unchained has this product. No matter how careful you are, sometimes things can go wrong. And when they do, you need to be confident that you're not going to see your savings go to zero. If you use an exchange or custodian, the single point of failure is obvious. It's not your keys, not your coins, like I just mentioned. Uh, the company staff and your, your login are susceptible to being hacked and, and, and taken. We've seen many exchange hacks in the past. Even if you're using a hardware wallet, you're still exposed to other single points of failure, uh, especially single SIG wallets, uh, your wallet, uh, its backup, and even yourself. So Unchained is here to make collaborative custody easy. Uh, they're going to, again, we already described the multi-SIG, uh, requiring multi multiple keys to spend your Bitcoin ensures that your Bitcoin savings are safe. Even if you make a mistake while ensuring you're always in total control, setting up a collaborative custody vault may sound daunting for some listeners, but our friends at Unchained Capital have made getting started super easy with their concierge service or white glove concierge service. They're going to take you from zero to having a multi-sig vault set up with sats dumped in it. Okay. It's going to be a personal guide, personal concierge service. They're going to have one-to-one guidance to get you, up to speed and set with a secure solution fast, even if you've never held your own keys before. They ship hardware devices to you direct from the manufacturer, walk you through the setup steps at your own pace, and cover everything you need to know about Bitcoin security. Once you're set up with Unchained, you can easily access other services, including buying and selling Bitcoin, Bitcoin retirement accounts, and Bitcoin-backed loans. You can begin the concierge onboarding process on their site at unchained-capital.com slash concierge and get $50 off with the promo code TFTC. Tell them TFTC sent you. You're going to get $50 off. If you're not quite ready for it live and you want a demo, you just want to get comfortable with it, they have free, again, free, free 99 consultations one-on-one. So you can hit them up for that. Unchained-capital.com. Check out the concierge service. Check out their vaults. Check out their blog. Incredible team doing incredible things. This rip was also brought to you by our great friends at Hoddle Hoddle. All right. Landed Hoddle Hoddle is a new non-custodial Bitcoin-backed lending platform that allows peer-to-peer lending and borrowing between users globally, anonymously, and on your own terms. You don't need KYC. You don't need AML. I was going to say AOL. You don't need AOL either, but you don't need KYC or AML uh, to to access this lending platform by Hoddle Hoddle, it's available to U.S. citizens too. Uh, one of the few Hoddle Hoddle products that is, and that is because they also leverage multi-sig. They leverage Bitcoin's native multi-sig properties, and the way that this uh, setup works is non-custodial. So you hold one key, your counterparty holds one key, and Hoddle Hoddle holds the third key. You put your Bitcoin in this two or three multi-sig as collateral, and then your counterpart gives you stable coins uh, as the loan and, and the loan in stable coins. Uh, as long as you're paying that loan back, you're going to get your sats back at the end of the day. And the beauty of this is the fact that it is a multi-sig escrow wallet uh, where you hold one key. You know that you're going to get your sats back at the end of the day because you can see them. That one key gives you visibility into the wallet to ensure that those sats aren't being rehypothecated, And you know they aren't being relent out. And so that you know if you're paying your loan back, you're going to get your sats back. Uh, if you're on the other side of that or if you don't, want to lend or use your Bitcoin as collateral, but instead you have stable coins you want to lend out. You can enter the other side of that order book, put your stable coins up for some yield. You'll get interest back as the person who took out the, the loan using Bitcoin as collateral is paying it back plus interest. So create your own offers and set your own terms on lend.hodlhodl.com. That's L-E-N-D.H-O-D-L-H-O-D-L.com. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by our good friends at Brains. Brains. Double I, B-R-A-I-I-N-S, uh, team behind Slush Pool. Guess what? Slush Pool update is live, as we made you freaks aware last week and the week before. It includes ultra-flexible payouts. 
that can be either time-based or threshold-based. Mining rewards splitting for automatically distributing rewards to multiple wallets. And of course, dark theme. Meanwhile, the latest Brains OS Plus firmware updates includes full support for AntMiner S17e and T17e, as well as some significant improvements to the auto-tuning for all X17 devices. And available now at brains.com slash OS slash plus. That's B-R-A-I-I-N-S dot com slash OS slash plus. Uh, go check out those, those the Brains OS Plus firmware. Brains OS Plus is compatible with any mining pool. There's a misconception out there that if you run Brains OS Plus firmware on your ASICs, you have to push your hash toward slush. This is not true. You don't need to mine with slush pool if you use the fl- the, the firmware. The firmware. But if you do mine with slush pool, you're going to get 0% pool fees. That's the incentive they get for you. It's all about incentive. So if you use Brains OS Plus firmware... When you point at slush, you're going to get 0% full pool fees. However, you do not need to point your hash at slush if you're running Brains OS+. Plus. Since the network hash rate is at one-year lows due to the China crackdown, now is a great time for miners to juice up their ASICs with auto-tuning firmware and stack even more sats. For those of you that don't know how this works, it mostly comes down to the silicon chips. Sil- excuse me, the silicon of the hashing chips. There are small variations in the silicon quality for every chip in the ASIC. Typically, stock firmwares that come with the machines treat the entire device as a uniform unit, sending the same frequencies and voltages through hashboards. Brains OS Plus boosts performance by experimenting with different frequencies and voltages of each individual chip to learn which chips are higher quality than others. Then it calibrates to send more work to the higher quality chips and less work to the lower quality ones. The end result of this per chip tuning is more hash and thus more sats per watt of power consumed. Currently supported devices are the Antminer S9, S9i, S9j, as well as the S17, S17+, Plus, S17 Pro, T17, T17+, Plus, and the ones just added. The C17E and the T17E. Next up is the What's Miners. I'll believe it when I see it, Edward. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. That's me whipping you. From New Jersey all the way to the Czech Republic. Along with the S19s from Bitmain. They're working on that. Stay tuned, TM, for more updates on the firmware and slush pool. And check out insights.brains.com for content, stats, charts, and mining profitability tools to stay up on top of everything happening in the mining industry. Woo! Enjoy this rip, freaks. Haven't ripped it yet. Hope it's a good one. I'm sure it will be. Love all y'all. Keep pushing. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. Leave meeting. Leave meeting? No, it gives me a choice when you press record. If I, I can press continue or I can press leave meeting. So I was just joking. I'd like you to stay because we need to <laughs> record this show uh, and we're going to go live right now. Preparing, preparing. And we're live. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Recap. It's your boy Marty Bent here with my incredible co-host, Matt Odell. And we just ninja launched an RHR on you. We gave you no warning. Sorry about that, freaks. It's usually, I mean, it's usually Matt's morning tweet. Yeah, I, I don't think it... Unfortunately, that's not that rare, but... Uh... <laughs> yep, no warning this time. Yeah, Matt and I, uh, we 
were discussing on Telegram this morning when we agreed upon the record time. Big week, big week, a lot going on. Huge the, week. The, uh, the attacks on Bitcoin are heating up. We've been discussing for the last couple of months or a couple of months ago, a month ago, we were like, ah, things seem a little quiet on the regulatory front. Haven't heard much of anything for quite a while. And then boom, last week since we last recorded, seems like there's a, a concerted, coordinated, I don't know if it's coordinated or just coincidence that it's all going on at the same time, but there's, there's a lot going on from uh, the political and regulatory class as it pertains to Bitcoin around the world. We're going to talk about all that. First, how the hell are you doing, Matt? Where are you? Uh, undisclosed location. Uh, how is it up there? It's it's going well. It's going well. Yeah. Um, got a nice beer. Elaborate metaphor. Bought it just because of the packaging. That's what it's called? Elaborate metaphor? Yeah. I like that. I like that. I figured it was fitting for today's discussion. Yeah. Um, what do you got there? A nooner? Nooner. I'm nooning out. Nooning out. Pineapple. I've got pineapple and passion fruit. I've never had a passion fruit uh, outside of like a, a liquid trying to pretend to be passion fruit. Uh, You've never had like an actual fruit, passion fruit? No, I don't think so. I think I have. Maybe I haven't. Yeah, it's possible. Well, I think, I think they look like a kiwi on the inside or something like a kiwi. No, they got like, here's, it's like yellow on the inside, purple on the outside. I don't know. Never had one. Um, but we're not here to talk about fruits. We're here to talk about Bitcoin. Price of Bitcoin right now, according to Clark Moody's dashboard, is $39,555. Uh, pumped. We've, uh, we've been talking about the consolidation. And we've, um, have we broken out of consolidation? Maybe. Uh, we're, we're on the upper end of the, the consolidation band if we are still in consolidation. Uh, it's been a good week for the corn from a price perspective. I would say we're like on the upper end of a consolidation range, right? Like... Yeah, it hasn't been like a proper breakout yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Not quite yet. And there may be reasons for that that we'll discuss in this episode at thirty nine thousand five hundred and now fifty dollars. Uh, the Bitcoin market cap is seven hundred forty two point four billion cuck bucks. We are currently at block height six hundred ninety three thousand two hundred seventy three. Uh, God, I'm on the wrong fucking monitor again. So I'm like all out of whack. There is going to be a difficulty adjustment in 231 blocks uh, that is estimated to be on July 31st or uh, Saturday of this week in two days. And that uh, estimate right now is an upward adjustment of 4.8%. And that is because blocks have been coming in at nine minutes and 32 seconds uh, on average since the last difficulty adjustment. And I've been following this pretty uh, pretty intensely over the course of this week. And, it, and that's risen significantly it was at like 1.9% beginning of the week and now it's hovering around 5%. So it seems that like some hash rate has come on the network over the course of the week, which is good. Did you see that mempool.space uh, updated the way they show it? The, no. Let me check. The projected difficulty adjustment. I feel like they do a really good job with it now. Let me see. Um, um, it shows you the previous difficulty change. It shows you how many blocks there have been, how many blocks there will be and the projected all in one nice little screenshotable graphic. Where am I scrolling to? It's right there. It's the first it's the first thing under the box. I'm seeing up. Uh, yep, there we go. 231. It's pretty clean, right? Yeah, very clean. But yeah, I've noticed that too. I mean, that that's a great sign. That's exactly what we want to see mm -hmm. um, to dispel any of the long tail fears 
uh, of, uh, of a Chinese attack, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and to be clear, because, because difficulty is increasing or because hash is increasing in this difficulty adjustment period, blocks are getting produced quicker. Um, so naturally fees should stay low in that environment. I know we've been fee watching lately on the show and on dispatch, um, but in an upward, upward uh, hash environment, fees should be lower, all else equal. Um, it's yet to be seen if fees will pick up after the period ends. Um, I will not be making any fee predictions <laughs> for the conceivable future. Uh, you're just gonna are you gonna limit it to fee predictions or price predictions? You got any no, no, no. Well, I said there would be volatility. There was volatility. <laughs> I'm gonna limit it to vague predictions for the conceivable future. I like that. I can get down with that. Currently, speaking of the mempool, there's 2,269 nice transactions in Clark's mempool. Uh, yeah, speaking of fees, one one sat per. That'd be good. I sent one. It's fucking beautiful, dude. I feel like I feel, I feel like it's such a baller sending one sat per byte and getting it getting it confirmed to the next block. Yeah. Disclaimer: Sponsor the pod, Cash App, but I did move some sats off Cash App uh, earlier today, and now they have fee selection, which is pretty cool. So. Um, first time I've, I've moved sats off in a couple of weeks and I know you're having some trouble with, with, uh, having funds on there. You're trying to remove. I hope you took advantage of the dip to get them off. I did. I did. I'm almost done removing all my sats from, from the cash app and keeping it below the, the weekly threshold. It is a pain in the ass. The team at the cash app understands that they're actively working on it. But if you're a freak who uses the cash app, be aware of those withdrawal limits, $5,000 weekly, $2,000 daily. And it's it's literally a process. You have to remember which days you withdraw. Like it's down to the hour. So like if you withdraw like midnight on Friday, that starts your five thousand dollar weekly, and you gotta wait till twelve oh one the next Friday to to release more sets. Again, very annoying process uh, on the Cash App specifically. The team understands it, and they hate it too. So just be aware. Don't stack too many sats without withdrawing on this uh, cash app if you want to get them off in a timely manner at this time. Again, who knows? Those limits could be increased in the future. Um, what else are we looking at here? And Same. then send them straight into CoinJoin. Yes, straight into CoinJoin. Speaking, take advantage of the low fees while you can. Speaking of CoinJoin, Samurai unspent capacity in Whirlpool is 3,603.92 BTC. That's 142.5 million cuck bucks worth of Bitcoin in uh, the Whirlpool unspent capacity. Um, so that's pumping as well. It's been pumping uh, pretty aggressively. And uh, I guess this is a good, we we're talking about getting coins off Cash App, but not just Cash App, get your coins off any exchange. Let's just jump right into it. The regulatory attacks are here. They're heating up. Uh, we, have, we have this bipartisan infrastructure bill that's about to pass. They snuck these. Infrastructure. Yeah. They uh, Should we list them out first and go one by one? Or should we just focus on the infrastructure bill and then go on? Yeah, let's let's do one at a time. Okay. So, uh, infrastructure bill, obviously. This is the worst one because yeah. we're Americans. Been a been a big big part of Biden's uh, administration when he ran on is like, hey, I'm going to become president. I'm going to get this large infrastructure project uh, uh, initiative through Congress, going to make it law. We're going to have this huge jobs program where we go, we greenify the economy, we build out new roads and whatever the fuck they're thinking about doing. 
Um, and so and it's been debated and, and many drafts have been made. And I guess this week, the final draft, which is going to be voted on either, maybe voted on right now as we speak, it's getting voted on today. I'm not exactly sure at what point uh, they snuck in uh, some clauses pertaining to you know, the transfer of, of crypto assets. Um, and it seems like they're going to try to tax every transfer. Uh, Bitcoin, we'll focus on Bitcoin, Bitcoin transfer. And it's very vague language. So we don't know who is exactly in charge of tracking all of this. Is it exchanges? They're, they mentioned like hardware wallet providers and software wallet providers. Multi-sig providers. Multi-sig providers. Uh, Miners. Miners, every it seems to be all encompassing, and and they're they're um, justifying this because the the tax the taxable uh, events would lead to something like thirty billion dollars in in tax revenue. Well, that part's the bullshit part, right? right. It's just they want to track and control everybody. <laughs> Miners don't even make thirty billion dollars of revenue a year. It's like, about surveillance and control. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it doesn't just apply to Bitcoin. So I'm sure there's, you know, a shit ton of taxable events that aren't being reported in DeFi land. Um, but still, that number is obviously bullshit. It's not to make revenue. It is it is 100% a control tactic. Um, seems like it completely caught Coin Center off guard. They were like <laughs> tweeting about it today. And, you know, I all the power to them. Hopefully they're able to work something out. But it kind of reeked of desperation a little bit, their tweet threads. Yeah, Jerry Brito was tweeting out. I saw Jake Stravinsky quote tweeting it and saying, call your senators. I know I've been talking to people behind the scenes um, about what's going on on the, on the ground. And it seems like it is going to pass, uh, at, the, at least at this point. Unless some... There's bipartisan support to take away all of our privacy freaks. That is, uh, there's bipartisan support to fuck over Bitcoiners. Is it is it the point to, is it the point in time to start disobeying to start uh, civil disobedience is this where where the line gets drawn in the sand and we just say fuck you I mean those conversations should be had in bars and pubs around the world well, not on air we're dr- um, this is our pub I don't but, uh, <laughs> I don't give a fuck like it's it's gotten to the point like they're taking all this tax money what the fuck have they done with our tax money in the past they took our tax dollars and gave them to all the pharmaceutical companies last year to make vaccines that are turning out to not work and they're profiting billions of dollars like what the fuck are we doing with our tax money how are these people able to make these decisions over things that they don't understand well let's just bring it back to the bill for a second i mean it's intentionally as vague as first of all i don't think there is a full version of the bill circulating anywhere no it's like it's there's no transparency behind. they're just railroading it through so a lot of what we're talking about here is speculation based on other sources who have read the bill. Um, the second thing is it's intentionally vague. It's extremely vague, which is a very common tactic with these types of oppressive bills because it allows the government large amount of reach. And, and, and what is going to happen as a fallout of it is we're going to see a lot of companies and stakeholders in the space, uh, specifically those that are running regulated businesses that have high valuations and have a lot to lose, um, over complying just to cover their ass because they're not going to know what what the bill really is requesting because it's so vague. Um, and then second of all, hopefully we'll have some people fight back. And those people who fight back are going to probably be in courts for a long fucking time. Um, 
So, I mean, this isn't great. Uh, this is something that I think we've been warning about on the show and on Twitter for years now. Um, I think hopefully most freaks are prepared. I mean, this is why it's important to use Bitcoin in a self-sovereign manner. This is why it's important to hold your own keys. This is why it's important to use your own node. This is why it's important to avoid KYC as much as possible. This is why it's important to learn how to send Bitcoin with privacy best practices in mind. Um, ultimately, in the United States, we have the Fourth Amendment, which hopefully provides us some protection, optimistically speaking. I don't like to rely on a piece of paper, but um, it it prevents unreasonable search and seizure without a warrant. You need a warrant. But we also have something called the Third Party Doctrine, which is what enabled the Bank Secrecy Act. Bank Secrecy Act sounds like it helps us, but it's actually the opposite of banks being secret. It's them providing the information. And the third party doctrine says that if you have a third party that you voluntarily hand over information to, you have no expectation of privacy. That is now public information. And the government can just take that information without a warrant. So in Bitcoin land, you might have heard the phrase trusted third parties or security holes. It's something that's been repeated many times. Um, it turns out in constitutional law, not a constitutional lawyer, is also the same thing. And if we're using our own node and we're holding our own keys, um, there's no third party that we're handing that information over to. Um, and then at least they'd have to go from user to user and hit them with warrants. Yes. Um, can we depend on them going through that due process? I, 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 like you said, I, I'm not going to trust uh, that piece of paper. Our civil liberties have been completely eroded to the point where that piece of paper that we keep referencing seems like it means nothing. Uh, outside of a few amendments and those amendments are getting weaker by the day. Hold on to your guns, freaks. Hold on to your guns. Never give up the second amendment. Uh, however, with this particular bill, if it passes, looks like it's going to pass. That's the fucking fucked up thing about all this is <sighs> it's, it's like the tarp bill all over again. It's like infrastructure. Like you just sneak in the stuff that has nothing to do with infrastructure. Uh, it, it's the, the scummy underground of politics and, and the way uh, the American political system works. It's completely corrupt. It, it does not have the best intentions of the American people in, in mind. Um, obviously, with this law, it's going to severely uh, deteriorate privacy of individual Bitcoin holders and other uh, individuals who hold other cryptocurrencies and it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and so it is a step toward simply not allowing people to self-custody so this is the first move they just do this all right we're gonna have to tax everything exchanges make sure you're you're keeping track of your your users and and you send us the information on them so we can uh, make sure that they're paying as much of the tax that that we believe that they owe us that's the first step and then the second step is there's a shit ton of Bitcoin and personal wallets around the world. Um, and obviously people are not going to, some people are not going to abide by those tax laws or maybe it won't even matter if they do or don't. It's going to get to the point where like, Hey, there's too much tax revenue leakage here. We can't have people using self custody or I know we don't like that. We can't have people using their own Bitcoin wallets without, uh, without can't have people using Bitcoin these licensed providers uh, handling the custody for them. It's just untenable because we can't collect the tax revenue on these transactions. I would say, I would say two things just to 
on top of that, I mean, first of all, you know, at least in the near term, I don't expect explicit uh, withdrawal bans or custody bans um, allowing you to withdraw your Bitcoin. What I expect is more like the restrictions getting more and more difficult. So it becomes like almost untenable for people to do it. And most people will choose not to look, even in the current status quo, a ton of people choose not to. And a lot of them are using platforms like Robinhood where you can't even withdraw your Bitcoin. Um, so you can make that option, the sovereign option as difficult as possible for users without a full, full ban. Um, and it still will have a similar effect. Second of all, I think we need to be careful with the framing because the framing, and I think this was your point, the framing is that we need the surveillance, we need these large databases of information on Americans um, to enforce our tax laws. Um, that is the framing, that will, that will be the framing. T tax laws, terrorism, money laundering, right, drugs, um, that will be the framing. The reality is, it, this is a forced collection of information on law-abiding American citizens, many of which are paying their full tax burden as they're supposed to be doing. And uh, we, we at, at, at Rabbit Hole Recap and Tales from the Crypt, we have to make sure that we don't uh, fall into that trap of basically agreeing with them that it's about tax because it's, it's way bigger than tax. Way bigger. Again, yeah, like I think you correctly um, assumed my position, which is uh, yes, they're gonna they're using taxes, a Trojan horse, a, a distraction to surveil. They're losing grasp of control. Again, uh, we're seeing it happen in real time, and like we've been saying the last two weeks specifically, it feels like the authoritarian tendencies of the political class around the world, not just in the U.S., has been getting very, very intense in the last month specifically. And this is just another escalation of that. Like I mentioned earlier, it's not just the U.S. with this infrastructure bill. We have, we have Israel. Uh, they're forcing um, individuals to, to disclose Bitcoin uh, holdings above $61,000, right? Is that the number? 200,000 shekels, but 61K is for the Americans. Um, the EU, they have that, that bill in Parliament that's trying to ban um, uh, POW. We've had the, the Financial Action Task Force guidelines being updated, the, the draft. That we have Senator Warren calling us shadowy supercoders. That, yes. Um, you so, like my shadowy supercoder look? Somebody actually said that on Twitter. You look like a shadowy um, supercoder right now. But it, it's all around. It's not just the U.S. Mexico came out with something as well, didn't they? Um, Mexico said the Mexican regulator said that 12 Bitcoin exchanges are operating illegally. Yes. Yes. Um, so they're like, how many do they have? <laughs> right. Right. And yeah, again, the regulatory attack that we've been warning about again, I felt like slippy in star Fox 64 there on, on level two, when they're going through like the, the asteroid belt or the meteor belt. And he's like, it's quiet. It's too quiet. Like a month ago, it was like, it's quiet. It's too quiet. Like this doesn't, seem right what's going on then bam like this last week specifically the the regulators around the world are beginning to clamp down and this should be expected we've been warning about this for for years ever since this show was launched but it's here now and it is uh even though you expect it and you, 
really prepare for it. It is still a bit jarring when it I've does. gotten so many predictions wrong, Marty. I was hoping that this was going to be one of the ones I got wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, I want to be clear here. I, you know, I think that oppressive governments attacking Bitcoiners and attacking Bitcoin is ultimately bullish. It's a validation of the value of Bitcoin. It's why Bitcoin exists. It's a, it's a currency, it's a monetary network outside of control of any individual government. Um, my fear here isn't for Bitcoin or the Bitcoin network. My fear here is individual Bitcoiners who are gonna be targeted and a lot are unprepared. Fortunately, way more prepared, I think, because of, of what we do here. But a lot of people will be unprepared and they will learn the hard way. Um, they, will, they will learn the hard way how bad it could get before it gets better. Like, I think long term, um, I, I hope that long term we're able to, you know, reach a proper Bitcoin circular economy and get past all this bullshit, um, not have our personal information all over the place just to interact with the global financial system. But in the short term, medium term, it's going to get messy before it gets better. Seems like it. Silver lining. Silver lining. U.S. government's just incentivizing people to hold. And so that's, an, I mean, obviously we don't have the exact details of the exact verbiage of this part of this infrastructure bill. So do you I think, hate calling it an infrastructure bill. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, that's, that's what it's American politics for you. Let's slap a, a good sounding name on, on a bill and just do shit. That's terrible for people. And people will just read the name of the bill infrastructure. Everybody wants infrastructure, sign it, sign it. But will this be retroactive, do you think? What do you mean? Like if signed, will they go back and look through the history and tax everybody on that? Or is it like once signed moving forward? All well, that? there's no, I'm pretty sure there's no uh, statute limitations on tax. So not Bitcoin related, just yeah. in general, they there's, can hit you with a back tax bill at any point. Yeah, there's no statute, but that's if... You didn't abide by the tax laws at the time. Right. This isn't changing the tax law. This is just changing the reporting requirements. It's saying that all these different operators need to start reporting their transactions and building databases on their users if they haven't been already, which is hardware wallet vendors. I, you know, like I don't know how. I mean, some of the hardware wallet vendors like Ledger or Trezor, you're using their servers. Fortunately, Trezor has recently added uh, Tor, but like, so they have IP addresses and, and, uh, Bitcoin addresses. Um, but like cold card doesn't run any servers. They don't know any of information about the, the user's transactions, but software wallets that are, are when you're using someone else's node, right? You're, you're providing all this information. Software wallets are doing that. The multi-sig providers, um, they have one of the keys. They know exactly your balance and all your transactions. Um, they may have to start reporting transactions. Fortunately, we just had Michael Flaxman and Unchained come out with their new setup that allows you to use one of these collaborative custody providers um, without disclosing that information in a blinded way where they don't know 
um, the amount you hold or your transactions unless you need them to use their emergency recovery key. Only in an emergency they would find out at the time of signing. Couldn't be more timely. You know, that's very good that that happened. But meanwhile, if this bill passes the way it's currently read, they may be handing, they may have to, they may have no choice and have to hand over all this information they have on their users and their transactions and their balances. Um, miners, they could be targeting mining pools. Once again, we don't really know. Mining pools, you know, what do mining pools know? A lot of mining pools know email address, IP addresses, payout addresses. Um, so it's reporting requirements. It's like requirements that we see that a lot of regulated exchanges are already doing, but they want all these other operators to also be doing it. And then obviously that can get mixed with the blockchain, which is here forever and just has a record of all transactions that is just always auditable. I know you don't want me to go down this road, but it's like time. It's time to disobey these motherfuckers. They're old. They don't understand shit. They hate you. They hate you. They don't give a fuck about you. They want to control you. Like they're just, they literally love what China has. The amount of control that the CCP has over its populace. They want to bring that here to the United States. The intelligence apparatus, the uh, political class, the, the, the large corporations that have monopolies on their respective markets. They want to control you. And they are doing everything in their power to push us into this digital panopticon. And it is time, freaks. I, I wrote it earlier this week. It's time to stand up and push back against this. I've been saying for the last two weeks, like it feels like the authoritarian tendencies of rulers around the world is getting to like a breaking point. They're losing grasp as is becoming evident with this COVID response and like the, the fuck ups with the vaccines. Like they are freaking the fuck out and they're just trying to, to, to turn everything up to a million to control everybody as quickly as possible. Speak out against it. Like be vocal. The time for the silent majority that's been sitting back and knows everything's fucked up. The people that are in my DM saying, Marty, keep preaching this. I work in this space. I what you're saying is right. Like keep going, keep going. It shouldn't only be me. It shouldn't only be Matt. It shouldn't only be others who preach similar lines of logic and critical thinking uh, doing this. If you are out there and you are part of the silent majority, speak up. Like tweet, write to your congressman, do whatever you need to do to wake people up to the fact that they are trying to push us into the digital panopticon. They want to bring the Chinese surveillance social credit system to the United States, to the Western world. And they are right now, they are winning. They are winning. Again, like Matt said, this stuff will not affect Bitcoin. Bitcoin will survive. It's distributed, sufficiently distributed, I would argue, globally. Uh, our, our Bitcoiners in Latin America and Africa and all parts of the world um, will keep the network going and will uh, interact uh, in a peer-to-peer fashion without the, the all-seeing eye of, of the surveillance state in the U.S. Uh, taxing them. Uh, we will be forced to hodl for a period of time, it seems, unless you want to pay those taxes. But it's time to step back. These, it's the. Well, we have Elizabeth Warren mentioning uh, wealth tax or unrealized capital gains, whatever you want to call it. Um, Just a three percent tax over. Five. I had so many people. I had so many people because um, I posted a clip of her saying that, and she's like, "No matter where your assets are, if they're art or Bitcoin or real estate or diamonds." Um, we're going to we're going to take a percentage if you're above i think 50 million is the number right now 
And I had so many people in my comments like, oh, it's over 50 million. You know, it's a small amount uh, for people that have over 50 million. For them to enforce something like that, it, it justifies massive financial surveillance on every single person. Like you, you, we already have massive financial surveillance, but even more so, even more aggressive. Uh, so they can determine who has what in the first place. The, the, you know, and so not only is it justifying a massive amount of surveillance and these massive databases of law abiding Americans that will get leaked, that will get compromised, that will get shared, that will get hacked and, and fall in the hands of other malicious individuals. Um, something like that is not that far off from a 6102 attack. It's not that far off from confiscation. It's just lipstick on a pig. It's like, oh, like, oh, we're going to confiscate your Bitcoin. And then you put some lipstick on and you're like, unrealized capital gains. You haven't sold, that's fine. We'll just market to market and just tax you based on, on whatever the amount you have. And I, I think if you have to sell to pay that, then you have to pay real cap gains on that. But I don't know. What do we get in return for taxes, Matthew? Are you happy with the services that are being provided <laughs> via the funds that we pay in taxes? Yes or no? Oh, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, what service? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think most of it is paid for with printing anyway. Exactly. Well, the taxes part is just the control aspect. At what point do most Americans wake up, look around, see what's going on in this country in the last decade? In terms of the degra degradation of social cohesion, the degradation of actual services provided by the government, the degradation of, of family values, of, of health, of education, of uh, just basic goods and services, whether it be law enforcement, like, it's all gotten worse, considerably worse. Like, we are not getting any ROI on our our tax investment if you are our, our tithe to the almighty state here in the united states they produce shit and it's shit produced by some of the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet look at joe biden right now he can't even fucking talk he thought his mom was at a press conference the other week and she was she's been dead for a decade like what is going on in this country it's fucking insane like it's run by a bunch of boomer idiots who literally don't understand technology and they don't care about the constituency. All they care about is power. Fuck these people. I think it's time to, to begin disobeying. I think civil disobedience needs to make a comeback in a very, very aggressive way. If you're part of that silent majority that agrees with this, will only tell us in DMs and then only talk to your your friends who agree with you as well in private. Like It's time to start getting this message out there. Like and it's, becoming, it's becoming easier to get this message out there because it's so obvious how terrible the service provided by the U.S. government is the federal government. We need to push, push back to the the republic that the, the founding fathers envisioned. We need to push back to states' rights, break it in. Everybody needs to get in the hole, uh, get back to their state, have their state make more decisions, and get the federal government out of all of this bullshit. They're fucking parasites that are holding humanity back from literally flourishing like no other civilization in human history has ever flourished. We have the technology, we have the resources, we have the information and the, the manpower to take humanity to levels that we could only fathom in science fiction before, but we're being held back by a bunch of fucking loser idiots 
who don't understand anything and they don't care about you. Sorry. <sighs> I will continue to pay my taxes. Uh, yes. Eh, eh. Don't cop out, Matt. See? I mean, I'm not going to go on a tax revolt yet, but we got to start. I mean, first it's calling this shit out or should we go to, should we, should we start a TFTC tax revolt movement? No. Are you sure? We should not. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to gain, we're going to, we're going to keep spitting ideas around that. <laughs> uh, anything to add on the Israel disclosure bill? I mean, at least that one, I guess, is more transparent about what they're doing, but it's fucked up. Expect more of those bills around the world. Yeah, That's uh, just straight up, you know, if you have more than 200,000 shekels, which I guess is 61K worth of Bitcoin or crypto, quote unquote crypto, you have to report it. Yes. And in Mexico, again, regulator says 12 Bitcoin exchanges are operating illegally. And again, I don't know if you have this on the list, but the Financial Action Task Force uh, is set to release their newest virtual asset service provider guidelines <laughs> to uh, the, the world regulatory uh, body in October, October 2021. Those guidelines will be released. And yes, they're only guidelines. FATF doesn't make regulations. It doesn't make laws. It only suggests guidelines that just so happen to every time they're suggested get widely adopted by uh, the regulators all around the world. And those guidelines uh, are coming out personal custody and they want to attach personal identifying information to individual transactions as is well. Is it true that FATFA is run by like the ex, uh, the equivalent of FinCEN director in China? I cannot confirm that. I do know it's run by demons. I'm not sure if it's <laughs> that particular demon. Um, That's what Jacoby mentioned on Dispatch this week. And I forgot to follow up. I got sidetracked. So what, what do you mention? That's the Chinese equivalent of FinCEN. The head. Right. Everyone has their own version of FinCEN, right? Like uh, uh, UK has FCA. Um, China has their own version, obviously even more authoritarian. And uh, I think he mentioned that the, the, head, the former head of that is now the head of FATFA. They like rotate, you know, it's like... Uh, and it's like all these other international organizations, they like rotate, you know, where the leader comes from. Yes. And thank you, Kita, in the in the live chat, because I was going to call us out. I knew his first name. Oh, there it is. Marcus Player. He's from Germany. He assumed the position of president of uh, Financial Action Task Force on July 1st of last year. He succeeded Jing uh, Jing Liu of the People's Republic of China. So, yes, you do. Great pronunciation. You do have a, uh, you do have PBOC. Excuse me. Uh, Form the last one was at least. Yeah. Until July 2020. So I mean, they did a lot of fucked up shit during his period too. It's, it's a, it's a fucking. I'm just gonna call it what it is. We, we're going undergoing like a global Bolshevik like fucking attack. Like it's a, it's a Marxist communist attack via the financial system. The what makes you think it's Marxist? Because they want to control people, they want to they want to assume the means of production. That's why I'm like all over the ESG stuff. That's a Marxist movement that doesn't directly assume the means of production over everything, but it, it forces the means of production to act in certain ways, which is just a, a, a layer beyond uh, confiscating and, and controlling 
the means of those. You do I it. I just feel like powerful people want more power. Yeah, and that's that's how communism works. If powerful people tell everybody, "Hey, we're going to go to this this communist fucking uh, paradise where everybody has uh, access to all everything they can want, everything's equitable," but really, it's just the rich and powerful uh, enslaving the, the lower classes. Um, that's they're trying to do that on a global level now, right now, at least in the Western world. Uh, it's China's got a lot of footprint in Africa and Latin America too. So yeah, you could say that there's a global push for communism, and it's fucking scary. Speak out against it. These people do not care about you. They do not care about you. They want to control you. They're going to take your privacy. They're going to push you into this fucking digital panopticon. Your children are going to live in a dystopia that that was only written about and and, and movies made about like it's it's coming if we don't stop and speak out i mean they're trying to like can we talk about the vaccine shit a little bit or is that too too much right now should we you can go go for it you might as well i mean the the vaccine like the fact that like fauci had to come out earlier this week and say all right fully vaccinated people are actually uh, getting COVID and spreading it and this Delta variant, like it's becoming apparent the data out of Israel, Iceland, um, uh, and other countries that have very high uh, percentages of their population, fully vaccinated are beginning to have increases in cases and spreading of more virulent, uh, strains of COVID-19. Uh, and there's a good case to be made. There's a lot of virologists out there that are saying like, yeah, we were, warning people about this last year you don't vaccinate people during an outbreak because it's going to fuck with the variants of the the virus and it seems like that's exactly what's happening right now and so you have this huge taxpayer funded push to make these vaccines then you have that huge propaganda push to put a jab in everybody's fucking arm and now it doesn't even fucking work and guess what it's potentially making things worse and these are the people that we're giving all these decisions to and all this money to and they want more like what the fuck is going on? Wake up. Now they're trying to like well, uh, fucking Joe Biden came out and said 4 million federal like the day after Fauci said all this made it obvious. He said oh, 4 million federal workers need to are mandatory need to get the fucking vaccine. It's like what? How there's no logical consistency or critical thinking or actual introspection about the decisions that have been made over the last year and a half and they're just trying to push us further and further. They're pushing the vaccine passports. They're trying to divide people over the vaccine shit. And they're, again, they're trying, trying, trying to divide people so that they can control them. You have us fighting out whether or not you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. And then uh, we're distracted at the poor decisions that our leaders are, leaders are making. Um, and, and they just take more control. They slip a very Orwellian dystopian clause into an infrastructure bill that's somehow going to tax every fucking transaction that happens uh, on the Bitcoin network. It's fucking insane. Um, I've, I've been trying to successfully avoid as much of this conversation as possible, not by not you talking, but just general media and everything that's going on with the Twitter aspects. Um, you don't have to add to it if you don't want to. I I would add one thing that you did mention: um, the federal mandate and 
you know, in my former city, de Blasio mandated it for all city workers, which includes FDNY and NYPD. And I think it was Francis who mentioned this, or maybe it was Shinobi who mentioned this. Um, it's a good way to defund the police, right? Well, not defund the police. Destroy them. It's a good way, regardless of, once again, regardless of how you feel about the vaccine. And I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with this idea that like you shouldn't vaccinate people, like people shouldn't get vaccines during a pandemic and that causes variants. Like I think there were this variant narrative is going to happen regardless, but that's besides the point. It's regardless of how you feel about the vaccine. I feel like vaccines being available for people to take is one thing. People should be able to take them if they want to take them. They should be able to do it at low cost uh, in a relatively easy fashion. When you start trying to database people and mandate people to do it and track people into doing it, there's massive civil rights issues there. And so it's a, it's a massive slippery slope. And to mandate it in our law enforcement, to mandate it in our federal government, you're basically saying that anyone who's willing to stand up and be against that has to leave. And you basically clean ranks and only the people that are subservient are the ones who will still be there afterwards. And that to me is the scariest part of the whole thing. That is a very good point to bring up. That last sentence, the everybody who doesn't uh, comply forced to leave. So you only have the subservient. Fuck man. They'll do anything. They'll <laughs> They'll inject their body with an experimental vaccine with all the data coming out that it doesn't work. Imagine what else they'll do uh, to appease their, their fucking handlers. All right. Whew. Started off of rants. We usually like to, to front load with... Uh, Wait, I while we're here, um, might as well not be disjunctive about it. Did you see that uh, Coindesk is partnering with the World oh. Economic Forum for uh, Consensus 2022? They moved it to Austin. They moved it to my new home. Yeah. I don't live in yet, but uh, <laughs> how? T I mean, you re your reply was perfect. I'll tell after to to team up with Wef. Is Klaus Schwab going to be there? I would like to meet Klaus in person. I saw some of the comments like Marty. We can finally find out who Klaus Schwab is. <laughs> uh, Klaus, if you're going to be a consensus next year, I probably won't be attending the conference, but I'll be living in Austin. And if you like, want to swing by in the future TFTC studio. <laughs> The invite is open, Klaus Schwab. He's never coming on. Who is Klaus Schwab? Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, I they're lot. completely out of touch. It's ridiculous. There's one. Yeah. To listen to this. Like, come on. They know, right? Like, they're not idiots. Like, what the fuck? Like, how'd that tweet go out? Even if you're going to partner with them, you tweet it out too in your announcement tweet, you tag them. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you co opted? Did Klaus get to you? I'm hoping, I mean, I'm not going to go, but I hope people that go take pictures and they have like banner ads, you know, they always have like the big, the big poster ads when you walk in into like these different conferences. Like, I hope they have their famous ones, you know, like you'll have nothing and be happy or whatever with like the guys, the stock photo face. Yeah. You'll own nothing. That'd be funny. Happy. BlackRock will own all the houses. You'll rent from them. Don't worry. Larry Fink's an incredible landlord. He's going to treat you well. He's going to make sure that you have the best living conditions that anybody could ask for. Larry Fink, backer of the World Economic Forum, backer of the ESG movement. These people, the, the largest asset manager in the world, they have like 3 trillion assets under management. 
and they're buying up all the homes and they're forcing the ESG narrative on the people and they're selling the, the global communist fucking new world order movement via the world economic forum. And now they're coming to tax your Bitcoin transactions. Be aware freaks. Be aware. Okay, now to Bitcoin. Now to something. Wait, before we do that and before I forget, I have a shout out. Okay. Um, you still haven't fixed the BTC pay server. I have fixed the BTC pay server. Actually. When did you fix it? So it's Oh, up. you fixed it today? Anybody wants to buy a shout out now, I'll have the BTC pay <laughs> server up and Okay. Well I had a, I had a, I had uh, the Wizard of Oz from Australia, Ride or Die Freak, uh, manually send me a shout out. Okay. Okay. So he says this is the first time I've read a shout out that you haven't seen it first. Monstrous shout out for all the Aussie plebs heading to Yepoon in Queensland this weekend for the winter Bitcoin bush bash. It's the second bush bash for the year and the first time up in Queensland. A warm, sunny welcome has been programmed in for the weather, much like Moon has for the corn. Presentations on Austrian economics, lightning, privacy and security, Bitcoin keys, pass rays and derivations, Bitcoin for institutions, scams and scammers, and a project update from the Bitcoin Builder project. New certainty of excessive talking, near certainty of excessive talking, laughing, learning, eating, and drinking expected. Safe travels, freaks. P.S. For freaks prevented from attending this one, the last Bitcoin bush bash for the year is back in Murundi on the first weekend in November. This is why we decentralize the bush bash. Stay strong, freaks. Love the Bush Bash shout outs. Shout out to all of our Australian freaks out there. And shout out to you, Matt, for reading your first shout out. How did you yes, can go? How Usually I get surprised by the shout outs because I don't see them beforehand. Yeah. It's, uh, we it's love our Aussie freaks. I hope they stay strong down there and try and get out like Stefan did because. Uh, yeah, Australia. I think it's bad here. That's a complete shithole. They're fucked. Another, another. They're trying to push the social. They're trying to like connect IDs to social media. And like IP addresses, they're trying to make it so you can't actually use the internet without attaching your ID to your. Yeah, a lot of governments want to do that. Yeah, that's they want to control you, freaks. They don't care. And guess what? The media is gonna fecklessly parrot whatever they're fucking told. It's. I'm sorry for cursing so much on this. I know there's a lot of Christian listeners who listen in the car with their children. I'm sorry. I'm there's sorry. no way they got this long if they cared about cursing. Yeah. Um. But it's it's all angles. Like the media is just like. <laughs> Just lying to people. We've known this. Like nobody trusts the mainstream media. Is pro here you're probably listening to this again. Alternative view on some of these topics because you can't trust the mainstream media. But with all this stuff, it's like Jen Psaki. You know, she's not mainstream media. But she's the you know, press secretary. She's not even allowed to answer. She won't even. She won't even answer the question from the press, which is actually trying to be legitimate some some journalists uh, that have access to the press secretary um are trying to get out like how many vaccinated members of the administration uh, have gotten uh, a strain of covid after being vaccinated she won't answer it which means some of them have and they can't do it because that would p politically look terrible God. okay God. back to bitcoin back to bitcoin bolt 12 this is bullish as fuck yeah rusty russell uh, they intentionally put it there because we needed something really nice and bullish after that conversation. Yes. Uh, so Rusty, drop this. So go to bolt12.org. Obviously, we'll have a link to this in the show notes. But Rusty uh, has released a draft spec uh, called Bolt 
for lightning wallets and nodes with experimental support already in C Lightning, uh, Lightning's native experience ever everywhere. Excuse me, uh, and it's it's essentially just a new uh, static QR invoice that users can use. Well, so currently, like your current Lightning invoice is Bolt Eleven. So this is the natural successor to the current Lightning invoice system. And the beauty here is that it never needs to change. It's permanent. It's just a static QR code. Um, you can print it on a shirt. You can get a tattoo of it. Actually, it's really funny. His spec says, don't get a tattoo of it yet because the spec's not finalized. Um, but it allows you to accept payments uh, with this reusable static QR code in a relatively private manner without exposing your node ID, um, your node pub key as the current invoices do. Um, it's superior in, to LNURL because it doesn't rely on an outside web server. All you need is your regular Lightning node. And all messages get passed through the Lightning network through its normal Onion routed process. Um, there's a lot of explanation at bolt12.org if you want to go dive deep in. A lot of it is above my pay grade, but it seems extremely awesome. Um, it seems to enable features that we've been hoping to have for a very long time, specifically the ability to accept, to me, to accept donations in a privacy preserving manner without having a web server hosting anything. You can just run a node, post either your static string of, of text or a QR code, and anyone from around the world can send you payments. It supports subscriptions. It supports withdrawals. It supports refunds. Um, it supports uh, setting invoices in in uh, shit coins like fiat. You can set it in USD, Euro, and it'll automatically convert at a time of payment to the equivalent amount of sats. Um, yeah, seems baller as fuck. Sea Lightning has already implemented the draft spec. Hopefully LND follows. This is literally the most bullish development in Bitcoin land in maybe three months. Bringing privacy. So the technology um, that Rusty is leveraging to do this includes onion messages, blinded pass, Schnorr signatures. So that's like one thing with Schnorr imperative for this. And it, it just says Bolt 12 uses. No, it's using Schnorr on Lightning. So it didn't matter. Uh, it didn't matter. Okay. It's but, not on, this is, that's not on chain related. Okay. I thought that was, they were using Schnorr to open the channels or something um, to make this possible. No, this is all Lightning native stuff. It has nothing to do with the on chain side. Okay. Hell yeah. Boss. Let's it's go. really fucking awesome. Let's go. Shout out to Rusty Russell um, for putting this together. You can test it out. Uh, experimental support on C Lightning. Uh, as Matt mentioned, hopefully it gets ported to LND and other implementations. This would be a huge privacy boon. Again, the sender doesn't know where their, their sats are going to end up. So if you're receiving Bitcoin, uh, Bolt 12 uh, seems to offer better privacy uh, when implemented widely. I don't have my keyboard here, so I can't like command tab unless I brought my keyboard with me and I brought my mouse. Um, I guess we're just going straight. I'm in pro mode now. I brought like the whole office with me. <laughs> straight into software updates. Fully noted version 0.2.20 has been released. Um, if you're running fully noted or using that, consider updating. Check it out uh, and get some feedback from other users that have updated. Zap Android version 0.4.2 beta has been released. I'm a happy Zap user. Um, I thought they, I guess Zap's now just completely open source and people like. 
It's always been open source. Yeah, but it's like Jack and the strike team aren't actively working on it anymore, right? I think they are. I think it just a lot of times takes a step back from strike because they're very busy at strike. Obviously. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, Blue Wallet version 6.2.2. I think strike the strike team helps maintain Zap, but there's also open source contributors that contribute. That's my that's my favorite Lightning iOS wallet right now. Uh, what? Zap. Um, if you're using, yeah, I, I with my own note, I use Zeus. Yeah. Zeus. Our very own Evan Clutis. Speaking of which, Evan, you're DMing me like you're going to give me access to Zeus iOS. The new. I think what is it? Test flight. Yeah, but never responded to my DM. Evan. Well, hopefully he's listening. Hopefully you are listening. Um, Bisk version 1.7.2 has been released. Uh, Cold card version 4.1.2 has been released, and I believe there's some important release notes in this, right? The coolest thing is uh, they implemented uh, QR code export across the stack. So the most useful feature to me in that aspect is they have that BIP85 uh, BIP85 seed word generation where you can create child seeds and then use them in um, mobile wallets. Mm-hmm. So like you can just back up, you securely back up your cold card and then you can create many different child seeds, one, two, three, four, five, that can be re-derived if you have to restore from your original seed. So you only have to back up one thing and you can create all these child seeds and then you can use them in a mobile phone. Before this, and still today, you have to then manually type in the seed, obviously. But now he has a QR code export feature Then I don't believe any of the phone wallets support yet. But presumably, if they add the feature set on their side, then you could just, you know, open a mobile wallet and just import the pre-generated seed from the cold card onto whatever mobile wallet you want to use. Hell yeah. Shout out to Open Arms for the idea. He gets a shout out in the uh, in the release notes on this. Well, part of it is because Seed Signer is stateless. So Seed Signer is a uh, do-it-yourself hardware wallet. And because it doesn't have a secure element on it, it's stateless. So that means when you turn off the power, it wipes everything. So every time you use it, you have to put in the seed, which is a pain in the ass. So what Seed Signer did is they have these little sheets that you can print out and then you can fill in the sections of the QR code with Sharpie and basically build a QR code backup of your seed word by yourself by hand because you don't want to print out the copy because then the computer might have a version of it and the printer might have a version of it. A lot of printers have memory. So you make your own QR code with with Sharpie and then every time you start up your Seed Signer, you scan the QR code. It's, now, um, if it supports his new BIP eighty five spec, you could also do that. Mm-hmm. You could just scan. You could just scan the cold card and import uh, offline that way. Yeah, no danger of having that leaked. the uh, The video demo of that Sharpie QR code was fascinating. It's so crazy. So you, you can, so you can print. You print like a blank template, and then you fill in. You fill in your actual QR code, like on this on the screen of the seed signer, it'll show you which boxes to fill, mm-hmm. and then just like fill in the blank. It's like the old, uh, it's like when we were kids, you'd fill in by the numbers, paint by the numbers, you know. Yeah, 
and they test it right away and it worked. It was like, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely test it. <laughs> definitely test it before putting any funds in there. Um, and take care of maybe laminate it. Do you laminate it? I think the idea is you put your seed in steel. Seeds in steel are the best, in my opinion. Agreed. And th but that's harder to import. And then like you have the, the paper version of the QR code for easy import. If you need easy import, you could use that. But like you don't count on the paper surviving. But yeah, I mean, I guess you could laminate it. But even if you laminate it, lamination is not perfect for water and it's it's definitely not fire resistant. No. No. Um not perfect for water, but it's better. Yeah. Better than nothing. Uh, moving on in the software update section of the so caravan version. Did you skip blue wallet? No, I said blue wallet. Blue wallet v six point two point two. Yeah, I said that. Okay. Um nothing too crazy in the show notes there. UI for import. Electric. Well they released V since our last episode they released v6.2.1 as well there was more stuff in there but i don't remember oh i think oh they finally added passphrase support uh but only if you're importing a wallet so if previously you, you couldn't import a wallet into blue wallet if it didn't if it had a passphrase at the end which is the 25th word or the 13th word depending on if you have a 12 or, or a 24 word seed um so now you can that was the big one. Oh yeah shut up blue wallet my favorite lightning wallet to use that it, this does not connect to your full node. But it's custodial, bro. I mean, again, of the custodial options that I've tried, it's my favorite. Well, if you want to use a, a mobile lightning wallet without your own node, consider Moon Wallet, Breeze Wallet, and Phoenix. The first two are cross-platform available on iOS as well, and Phoenix is Android only, but all of them um, allow you to operate in a relatively non-custodial fashion. Um, there's still some trust involved, different depending on which one you choose, um, but it's a relatively non-custodial manner. Uh, very easy. All three of them are very easy to use. I do um, Breeze as well. Breeze podcasting 2.0 compatible. Yeah, I was going to say Breeze comes with the added benefit that you can easily stream sats to any podcast that's podcasting 2.0 enabled. Yeah. Including ours. Ours is enabled. You can listen to it via There's a ton of podcasting apps becoming popular. newpodcastapps.com. Yes. List them all. Go check it out. newpodcastapps.com. Uh Breeze Sphinx, just two of them. Um they're growing by the day. That's what. So if you guys want to listen via podcasting 2.0 compatible app and stream of sats, we very much appreciate it. Caveat, the ads are still going to be in there because we can only have one RSS feed. We would like eventually to go fully to the value for value model um, and drop ads completely. Um, so the more support you give us there will give us more confidence to move there uh, completely at some point in the future. And it's it's a beautiful thing. That's what, like I... Again, I've said this many times, Sphinx Chat has become like the stickiest new app that I've used in years because it's, it's become my podcasting player. I was using it today um, to listen to the MoFax podcast. and The ability to speak with you freaks in the tribes too always brings me pleasure. Shout out to the freaks in the, in the Sphinx Tribe app. Um, I love it. And I think it's the future of content and media production. And I think it aligns incentives way better than the advertising model. But... One caveat as someone who is a podcast addict and obsessed with podcasts is 
they, there's no easy flow to do it with downloading. Like I want to, I want to be able to download my, my, uh, I want to be able to download the episode. I guess you, you can download it separately and you could send a boost through it, but it's, it's the, it's not like native, you know, like, let me, let me set auto download and auto boost, you know? So I do auto download. And then if, if it auto downloads your episode, it automatically sends you 10,000 sats or 20,000 sats or whatever. Um, because like, if you're in a subway, you're in a car with bad reception in the boonies, you're just on a dog walk and you don't want to worry about whether or not your cell phone connection's on. It's nice to have it just downloaded, ready to go. On iOS. I think they do download it. I'm pretty sure. It's streamed. It's all streamed. Yeah. Cause I see like the little download cloud with the arrow pointed down. No, nah, it's just telling you it's there. Yeah. Just okay. put your, put your phone in airplane mode and try and play it through Sphinx. That's a good point. I will try that. People in the live comments like, why not do it now? What's the money hold up? Uh, the ad revenue model uh, does support my family. Uh, and this, as you can tell, has become a main source of income for me personally and Matt as well. Not, Yeah, so it's like, got to feed the family. But I mean, look, Dispatch is the test run, basically. And Dispatch, it's, if we're going to be frank, uh, I mean, it's substantially less. It's a substantially less amount of revenue than Rabbit Hole Recap brings in. Yes. Um, but hey, slowly but surely, we just need to get Bitcoin into more hands and more individuals and get people uh, accustomed to the value for value model. It's very foreign to most people. Did I mention BISC? I did mention BISC. Uh, Caravan version 0.3.9, uh, Unchained's open source multi sig uh, software. Uh, if you're running that, consider updating. Um, wasn't there something? Didn't Trezor Cold Card update something that um, did something with multi-sig? Or like these multi-sig softwares had to work around? I could be wrong. I thought I saw people talking about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Sphinx Relay version 2.2.0 has been released. Uh, just talking about Sphinx. If you're running Sphinx Relay specifically, um, consider upgrading that as well. Ledger. Oh, this is uh, back to the news section. Uh, Ledger Donjon did analysis of software wallets. Yeah, I mean, disclosure, they make a hardware wallet, so they're a bit biased. Yeah, so this um, but it was still a pretty thorough analysis. I thought it was worth putting here. Yeah, so they spied on Electrum. Uh, what else did they they conclude? How many wallets? I'm trying to get the, like the list of wallets they looked at. I mean, but meanwhile, Ledger can't protect their customer data. So, um, but yeah, look, if you're running a, if you're running a, a purely a software wallet on a hot device, which is a device that's connected to the internet, um, and that device gets compromised, then you can lose your funds. We saw the guy get hacked with Electrum. We, I think it was last week or the week before, we talked about Pegasus. They, they're saying that 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 was the, the inspiration for them to do this post. Uh, Pegasus was that NSO group, that Israeli group that provided software that allowed them to hack journalists' mobile phones. Um, they access your mobile phone. They can probably take your Bitcoin off of it if you have it on a Bitcoin wallet. Now, all that said, uh, fortunately, we have never seen any real widespread attacks on uh, hot phone wallets. But 
the threat is there. And that's why the concept of cold storage exists in the first place. If your keys aren't online, then a internet hacker cannot take your, your keys. They have to go into your home and take them because the shit's not online. It's a very simple concept. Yeah. At the same time, if you provide your email address, your mailing address, and your phone number to Ledger, it could get hacked, as we saw, and you're going to end up on a list. So, If you're not already on one. There's risks everywhere, freaks. A lot but, of nuance uh, to all of this. A lot of nuance to all of this, as we've described. But the number one thing you can do with your savings is just keep it offline, period. Boom. Keep it off. It's, 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 it, it's, 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 you know, I, it's a deep rabbit. It's a deep ass rabbit hole, but you shouldn't, anything that's connected to the internet, you should just assume is compromised. You should just boom. And so, even with like a ledger or something, you have private information that is connected to an internet device. So your, your privacy can still be compromised for the same reason. It's just, at least your keys aren't online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, privacy is not easy. There's many layers to it. Again, we talk about it, uh, how you, how much information you share with the third parties that are sending you Bitcoin related products. Uh, when you're interacting with the protocol uh, the IP that you're sending broadcasting your transactions from obviously the UTXO management side of things, having those UTXOs connected to past transactions, past exchanges, whatever it may be. And there's, there's a lot of layers to this. Luckily, we have Matthew O'Dell here to, to help help uh, educate us about the nuance that exists here. I certainly learn a lot each episode and have learned an immense amount from speaking to this gentleman across from me. And speaking of private decentralized apps, TDEX, protocol goes mobile. Decentralized. Yeah, I knew you were going to give that. So <laughs> uh, a decentralized. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm a fucking hater, man. Like, <laughs> why do I have to be like that? You're Liquid's biggest cheerleader in the podcasting. Liquid's biggest cheerleader. I, you know, I try, I try and shed light where there's not enough light on in the Bitcoin space. I think uh, we need more open discussion of all the tools and Liquid doesn't really get that much. Uh, Tick. No one really talks about it. So this is supposed to be the first uh, easy to use decentralized air quotes exchange on liquid that allows you to trade liquid Bitcoin for all the other different liquid assets. Um, it's now available on mobile phone. So iPhone and Android. Um, their website reads a little, you know, like uh, shit coiny. Gimmicky. I would say gimmicky. You know, like decentralized, unstoppable, like all all those buzzwords that you would you would want. You know, I, I haven't looked at the code. I, I don't know what I'm doing there. But I looked at the the copy and the copy read like that. So that's you know, um, it doesn't support Bitcoin to liquid Bitcoin yet. So you can't even load it up with Bitcoin. <laughs> you have to. Um, they said they're going to support that soon. Um, on the cool the cool part is. It's got native atomic swaps. And, and what's interesting. It's first of its kind of atomic swap decentralized exchange protocol. That's what so what's interesting about atomic swaps. And it was actually Adam back who made this clear to me when he came on to dispatch. That I never really had thought of that aspect of it is. So right now we have centralized swap services, right? Where 
they're like the sh- the old shapeshift model, but there's new ones, right? And and you send them Bitcoin, they take custody, and then they send you whatever you want, Tether or shitcoin or whatever. And there's obviously trust in that process. Centralized, so there's privacy trust, and they're taking custody of your funds before they send you the new funds. With atomic swaps, the holy grail is obviously a non-centralized type of service where it's like a join market where you have like a an order book that's not controlled by a centralized entity and is is providing just the matchmaking so two people can do a swap. But what's really cool is you could actually have a centralized atomic swap, the middle ground. And because it's atomic swap, they never take custody of your funds. You're never trusting them with not sending you whatever you want. You you want to trade Bitcoin for Tether or whatever? You never trust them that they're not going to send you Tether when you send the Bitcoin. The only way it settles is if they finish that trade. Mm-hmm. So you're still trusting them with privacy and you're still trusting them to be up when you need them. But you're not trusting them with custody if you use a centralized atomic swap. Now, they're calling this decentralized atomic swaps. I don't know. I haven't tested it out. You can't even load it with Bitcoin. Uh, when when they launch it with Bitcoin, I'll test it out. But even if it was a centralized atomic swap provider, it's a significant advantage over just a regular swap. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Boom. Um, trade-offs. There's a lot of trade-offs everywhere. Uh, TDEX, TrueDEX, as they're calling it, uh, is open source. So if you are a developer who wants to understand the atomic swap aspect of, of how they're uh, facilitating these trades and report back to us on whether or not you believe it's legit please do so um what do you think is this again gimmicky do you think this entices part of DeFi land to move to bitcoin is, is, is this block stream liquid trying to to leverage the hype of the DeFi world is it necessary um look i i think you know, there are obviously arguments that, I mean, Liquid is, is, is relatively centralized. It's a federated system. You're trusting the federation. Um, it is not completely centralized. It's like a middle ground. Um, we've had things like Binance Smart Chain that have gotten a shit ton of traction that are completely centralized that aren't even like a federated model. Um, Liquid has confidential transactions. So if you want to do the shit coiny things, um, maybe there's some appeal there. For on the Bitcoiner side, you know, if you if you're able, if 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 for some reason you want to hold tether, if you want to hold a synthetic USD product that's not going to KYC you, and you run the risk of obviously trusting tether already, tether is completely centralized then maybe Liquid provides a good option there. Um, And the fact that you have confidential transactions means at least the amounts are blinded. The amounts and the type of asset you have. So if you send a Liquid Bitcoin transaction or if you send a Liquid Tether transaction, they look exactly the same on chain and you can't tell the amounts um, on the Liquid chain. So there's some advantages there. And uh, we'll see if it if it gets pick up. I I know it's not it's not my market. I have no need for it. I don't think the freaks most of the freaks have a need for it. But options are good. Optionality, optionality, optionality. We've always been pro optionality here at RHR. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the biggest threat to liquid 
in my mind and maybe it's just a simple mind like so many things just come out and i'm like oh i had no idea we could even do that um you know like in six months who the fuck even knows but right now and i know you've been on it as well is this idea of federated Chaumian custodial lightning wallets which are still federated so you have a similar trust model as liquid but they're interoperable with the greater lightning network and they offer significantly more privacy than liquid does. So if you're using one of those, you can just pay out to any lightning invoice. You don't have to be in the liquid world. You can just go into the sovereign, you can go in and out from the sovereign lightning world. So to me, that is the greatest threat um, to liquid usage. And liquid was kind of to me like a stopgap but they just never got traction in the stopgap period. And that, that period of time seems to be, Passing. especially if fees stay low, if fees stay low, that period of time seems to be closing on them. Yeah. I mean, Chami and Mintz just makes the way the blind signatures work out. Like you just prove that you have access to a certain amount of sats within that mint, uh, but they can't tell who you are is a massive privacy improvement. Then. And then if you use that and then you build something like RGB, on top like i i would think like rgb but like if we're talking about replacing liquid i think rgb would be more direct we don't need the who needs the tokens i know i know but i'm just playing through i don't need them but if you're talking about competing with liquid the time that we are we are quickly entering the world where even if you desire usd tokens now you're not going to desire them in five years like who wants to hold dollars Cuck bucks. Do you want to hold your, those cuck bucks? Are you cucked? Are you cuck? Why are you holding those bucks? That speaking of that synthetic dollars, there's, I mean, rumor mill. But uh, there was there's a thread going around on Twitter. So there's two two separate things here. The thread I'm talking about is diving into the potential collapse of one of the largest real estate developers in china the the amount of debt that they've taken on is like approaching a trillion dollars a lot of that debt is coming due uh they're not getting nearly enough revenue to service that debt and they're they've been attempting to like front run uh the debt by selling future production of real estate that's never going to get built and so there's many in the high finance world and in the macro landscape that are that are saying hey this is a canary in the coal mine this may be a lehman moment for the chinese economy but there's also individuals saying that uh, somehow this company is leveraging like, stable coins to as uh, i forget the exact term uh somehow they're leveraging stable coins uh what is it i can't think off the top of my head but um to perpetuate this the ponzi that they got going on so that's something to be aware of. Like if you're holding stable coins, particularly one like Tether that the US government doesn't like, just be wary. At any moment and can that peg can break and go to zero. Similarly, the Bitcoin price can go up or down at any moment, but uh, that's sort of par for the course with Bitcoin with stable coins. You're expecting them to be stable, but they're inherently instable, I would I would argue. Um, and everybody's like and I think Nick Carter's been making this point, or maybe somebody else. Uh, but like it may be an Alex Berg actually like if people worry about like stable coins uh, and its effect on Bitcoin and the Bitcoin price, whether or not it's manipulating, which I don't think it is at all. I think there's plenty of evidence to prove that 
Yeah, it's uh, been pumping Bitcoin since eight hundred dollars. Yeah, the actual area should be in uh, Ethereum land, where a lot of that DeFi stuff is sits on a foundation of stable coins. And if they lose their peg there, completely borks the the markets, and you're going to get a bunch of margin calls. What's even more interesting? I don't even know if it's fucking interesting. Never mind. I, I, I say it. it's interesting. You thought of it. <laughs> uh, when if Ethereum forks to proof of stake, um, I I mean I'm publicly on the record said many times like I don't expect miners to go along with it. Right, you're gonna have um, you're gonna have miners stay with the proof of work because th- that's what you know how they make their money. They have nothing to lose to just continue. Um, and they'll fork out the difficulty bomb to do it. But since that, like I have like tweets from like 2017 saying that was because they said it was going to happen at that time. Right. Um, since then, the growth of tokens and especially the usage of stable coins on Ethereum, when there's a fork, it forks all the tokens at the same time. So the way DAI goes or the way USDC goes or the way Maker goes, like the way these big tokens go helps decide which chain is going to continue on and all obviously a lot of those are centralized among the same groups of investors um and they're all very interconnected in the ecosystem so we'll just have what happens all of a su- all of a sudden contentious forks become extremely extremely complicated like no one i you can't even i can't even picture how that all unfolds um if there is as actually a contentious fork we're just going to have Coinbase come out and say, here, this is what the real Ethereum is. That's what they did after the DAO. I mean, all the like Paradigm's largest investor and all those DEXs and stuff, they're pretty buddy-buddy with with Coinbase as they have the co-founders uh, as as one of the, the GPs there. Like, I don't care. Speaking of like DeFi, Uniswap, KYCing users. They plan on KYCing users. They're just going to absorb... Uh, uh, the traditional financial way of doing things and just bring it to their their shit. Um, but enough ETH talk for this week. <laughs> Lolly! Want to get sats back while you shop? Check out Lolly. They just raised $10 million uh, in a Series A uh, led by Logan Paul, Chantal Jeffries, and the Sway House creators. What did I put? What I, I put in the in the list was like a bunch of celebrities, right? Celebrities. Is this what <laughs> is this the, the threshold for celebrity these days? Is Logan Paul. They're celebrities, right? Yeah, I guess so. Chantel Jeffries. Um, who's that? I don't know. I don't know. Could Do you know who the Sway House is? Are they like TikTokers? TikTokers. They're like, yeah, they're a bunch of like twenty-year-old dudes who have a house in L.A. They're called the Sway House. Uh, Dave Portnoy is good friends with a lot of them, I believe. Um, and I guess they have a venture, a venture capital arm now. Who it's doesn't nowadays? TikTok money getting, getting VC. Everyone's a VC now. Does it, does it sound like exuberance to anybody else? Does it sound like exuberance? Are, are any of these, these indicators going off in your brain too? I'm hearing exuberance, exuberance, or exuberance, but shout out to Lolly. Um, been around I, i'm surprised this is only their series a i thought they would have done more rounds so um they've done a couple rounds already i think c yeah they had alex ahanahan um and a couple maybe other. there was like an angel round yeah. seed round I don't, I don't know how that but ashton kutcher invested too he's turning into a complete 
Uh, so you launched a new shitcoin show with uh, shitcoin NFT show with uh, Mila Kunis. I think it's his wife, right? And uh, Vitalik's in it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, tangential, but like that '70s show is one of my favorite shows. Growing up, I'm very happy that Ash is it ruined now. No, I'm very happy that Kelso and uh, Jackie wound up actually getting married in real life. It's a uh, it's a match made in heaven. Have you watched their new show though? Have you watched the clips? No, the no. Cli- I watched like one clip. It was just cringe as fuck. I see people tweeting about. Me. Don't watch it; it'll ruin that '70s show for you, exactly. probably. That's a, I, meant, I actively tried to do that. I'm not Eric. Keep Dude, talking. where's my car? Was a classic. Huge classic. Um, Ashton Kutcher, and we're not going to go down Ashton Kutcher. Senate. <sighs> His history. I was thinking discography. What's discography for like a, an actor? Filmography. Filmography. Um, Sounds right. I don't know if that's right, but I think it is filmography. Okay, um, I'm not Eric Kita. And Kita, you're you got a weird like uh, adrenochrome chrome uh, fetish in the in the live chat right now. It's freaking me out, bro. Um, this was uh, a great article, and then apparently a great Twitter Spaces uh, on Twitter. I believe it was last night or the night before. Um, can Bitcoin be Palestine's currency of freedom by our good it was friend yesterday during the day, his, uh, bi-weekly column rolls on. This was the top. every two weeks. It's on every, on every two, two weeks. weeks. So the freaks that are confused. This is, uh, again, it gets into uh, our boy Gladstein. Yeah. They have like an open air prison over in Palestine. Um, and, and he, um, Alex interviewed a gentleman named, uh, Akab, uh, to talk about like how Bitcoin could help out in uh, Palestine, and it just gets into an, a number of uh, the civil liberties encroachments in that area of the world, and how Bitcoin can help. Uh, it's a long one. He's how is he putting out these like tomes every two weeks? Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Dude's a machine. Yeah, gets into the history of the financial repression. Um, He's building up quite a little catalog there with Bitcoin Magazine. He is. He is. We're gonna have like the Gladstein editions. Like Thank God for special Alex. Special edition in print. Thank God for Alex. Glad. Like he is the. He is the he is the face we need in front of all. Uh, if we're gonna put. I always some, said that if we we're gonna have any single person on Joe Rogan, Gladstein's the one to have on Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe, if you're listening, I know you're a big fan. <laughs> Think about it. He's a ride or die. He's been he's he's listened the whole episode up to this point just to hear it. We're gonna link to that in the show notes. Um, this is pretty fucked up and highlights why uh, the collection of data should never be trusted by any corporation or government entity, um, for that matter. An ex police officer in Paris was arrested and is going to prison uh, for. Uh, just taking information that uh, his department had gathered on individuals and selling it on the dark web. He was doxing people for like 300 euros a pop on the dark web. Yeah. So that's what happens when governments have databases of people. When he was doxing informants, right? So like, even- I don't think it was just informants. Like I think he was doxing just people with criminal records, police officers, like all, all fair, everything. <sighs> hey, they need this information though. It's to keep you safe. They're just gonna—they're gonna get your information. They're gonna turn around. 
and dox you on the dark web so those people can come attack you either monetarily or physically in the real world. They need all the data. Give it to them. Give it to them. They're going to take care of it. They're going to take care of you. That's what they're paid for. It's what the taxes pay for is to take your information and sell it to the dark web. Enjoy it, slave. Um, Mac malware steals telegram accounts. This is not sound good. This is Mac OS. So this is desktop. Uh, there's a mal- the type of computer you're currently using. Yeah, it is. And mine's not updated. So it's probably stealing all my telegram data right now. I'm using Chrome as well. So lovely. I think that you're still protected if you use the telegram two factor password, which is a separate password that you have to use to restore your account. Download that and use that if you haven't already. It's in the settings. If, if you're using Telegram, you should set that regardless. Yeah. Um, but that's just more of a PSA. It's just a run-of-the-mill Trojan. Be aware. Be aware. I think it, part of it is like how Telegram stores the data on your computer is like kind of exposed. Yeah. Um, speaking of leaked data, breach databases, uh, the life cycle of a breach database uh, by our, our boy Krebs on security. Not to the be good Krebs. Good Krebs. Um, this one was cool. I think, I think some, like, I'm, I'm glad he put this together. Like this is uh, more relevant than ever. Yeah. Cause he talks about the ledger database, correct? I mean, he, he talks about just like the general premise of when these breaches happen. Like you don't usually get notified for a couple months. So like what happens in the immediate following of it? Yeah. Um, goes into phishing attacks, um, SIM swapping, all that type of shit. Um, Here's the advice you give uh, at the end. Avoid clicking on links and attachments in email. Urgency should be a giant red flag. Uh, All I do is click links and attachments and emails. That's what yeah. they're for. Make sure you trust the person. Eh, <laughs> you can't trust it there. You should never click links and emails. But I mean, attachments. Attachments is a harder one. Don't reuse passwords. Uh, phone-based pish- phishing. Uh, uses hack databases too. So be aware of that. Um, shout out to Krebs, the good Krebs, not the one trying to uh, <laughs> regulate cryptocurrencies. Very confusing. They have the same name. Thought they were brothers, and there's Krebs brothers. That's it we got for the list, but we got time to riff here. Um, God, man. So the price is up, the fight is on. How do we prepare the freaks? Where, where, where are we mentally? What are we preparing for? How are we fighting back? How are we? How does this affect Bitcoin? Like, is is this news bullish because it, Bitcoin's more regulated and therefore more acceptable as a a currency of choice or an asset of choice, as some people want to deem Bitcoin? Um, is number going to go up because of more regulation? Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty in the regulatory landscape. This would bring more certainty and clarity and therefore allow institutions to plow their money in freaks if you want me and marty to answer a question here in the live chat just drop a question in the live chat um marty i the saddest part is there's so many people in the space especially wealthy bitcoiners that are running regulated businesses that do believe that it is bullish to have more quote-unquote regulatory clarity um, and it is what it is. Like people are going to follow their own incentives, and Bitcoin should succeed regardless. Otherwise, it was doomed to fail to begin with. Yes, 
Yes. They're going to pitch it. They're going to pitch it. There's Bitcoin is for enemies. There's enemies in the Bitcoin world who want to make it uh, above board palatable for the Christine Lagarde's, the Augustine Carstines, Emmanuel Macron's, the Justin Trudeau's, the Joe Biden's. Oh, I've got a couple other things I want to mention. Um, it does. One interesting uh, development today, Compass Mining, disclaimer, sponsor of the interview series and the newsletter, uh, announced a partnership with Kingdom Trust, which offers Bitcoin IRA services. If you're using Compass uh, and you want to send your sats to a tax deferred IRA you can now do that. I think that's pretty cool. Obviously all the KYC AML regulatory disclaimers come with that um, fact, but uh, Wait, how does that work? You can stream your sats, mine your sats straight into a tax deferrable IRA, a Roth IRA. And you still pay the income tax, but you don't pay the future cap gains, right? I think you avoid the income tax. You d I don't think you avoid the income tax. I could be wrong. Or maybe it's like a lower income tax. Um, if you put your income in a tax deductible IRA, you pay the income tax. Is it is the IRA are IRAs uh, pre pre post tax or pre tax income tax? I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't have an IRA. I don't either. All in freaks. <laughs> okay, now I'm getting I'm getting yes on no income tax. There's a uh, you pay tax when you withdraw. There's a lot of miss. There's a lot of. We're not tax attorneys. We are not. I am not your lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Um, so. <laughs> I like the clarification. Yeah. It's not your lawyer or a lawyer. Yeah. That's um, yeah, just cool. I, there is tax benefit. No, it's post tax. Let's say it's tax, but there's it's a tax beneficial way of. Of. Oh, IRA is pre-tax. Roth is post-tax. Okay. If you have an IRA, you are short Bitcoin. Exactly. Uh, or of the IRS. I agree with that. Well, but, I mean, Vanger's thing makes sense. Yeah. Your key. Usually key. if you have an IRA, it means you're, you know, you're working like a cubicle job somewhere that gives you it as a benefit, right? Yeah, exactly. As you can see, my cube here is um, not really professional and I don't have an employer offer me. Like, oh, this is like the time I didn't know what a HELOC was. Yeah. That's what this feels like. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it's a home a equity line of credit, and I will never forget it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rad Vladdy's oh, uh, giving the caveat: this is only for new setups, not pre-existing hardware. Uh, so what the fuck? Why? I don't know. Don't you have to ask the Compass guys? Um, another thing that came out, and after I tweeted this, Hester Pierce followed me on Twitter, which creeped me out a little bit. But um, Gary Gensler is coming out. Uh, and he wants to give clarity. The SEC is now going to have climate guidelines for companies. The SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, which is supposed to oversee the, the issuance and delivery of securities, now has climate guidelines for, for companies that fall under the purview of the SEC. It seems a bit odd. It seems like an overreach of, of what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, really, un really not surprising at all. No, but ESG creeping. I wonder how long Hester takes to unfollow you. Right. Yeah. Should we? Do you want to do an over under? Let's see if she still follows me now. Over under. Oh yeah, first check. Twenty four hours. Uh, let's see. 
What, what was I tweeting about today? I was shitting. What on. were you tweeting about today? Over and under, I would say over under six weeks. Let's see. Would be my line. Hester, if you're watching live via Periscope. Um, Do you want to take the over or the under, Marty? No, I'm not going to. You're not allowed to take the under. Yeah, she's still following me. Right? Yeah. So. Do you think she'll she think she'll still be following you in like seven weeks? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. She's going to be following me because she wants to know. Wants to know. <laughs> okay, we will freaks. We will revisit this topic as, as, as the weeks go on. Yeah. That would be, uh, it's going to, it's going to be like September something. We'll see. We'll see. I'll just have like mid September. I'm just going to have a, a freak out on Klaus Schwab one day. And she's going to be like, Oh my God, who the fuck is this dude? Why did I follow him? Why do people listen to him? 90,000 90, followers? Are these people fucking crazy? Ugh. Marty, when difficulty all-time high? Ooh, that's a good one. Second half of next year. Decent line. The yeah. migration would be awfully slow if that's the case. I think it's going to be awfully slow. I think you have combination of lack of capacity globally to take on the influx of potential miners the competitive nature of the mining landscape where even if there is a bit of capacity maybe the miners who are well positioned in other parts of the world uh, would prefer to have cheap asics than to host somebody else's and then Another factor being uh, the Chinese miners themselves holding out hope that the 100-year CCP celebration wanes in a few months and uh, after which they can plug their, their mind. Probably isn't that unrealistic. No. Um, or they, like, realize they're, they fucked up. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It is a big fuck-up. Like, if it's true and they're not 51% attacking. And not. then I guess, like, the fourth thing would be there's probably some of this hardware that's just not really even worth shipping. It's just like in horrible shape, just completely. They're just ditching all those. Aspects. Run ran into the ground. Right. And just like that hash is just lost hash for yeah. now. Yeah. Ooh. Is the Chinese attack on our grids? Uh, is this a Chinese attack <laughs> on our grids with the flood of miners? No, we're attacking our own grids by decommissioning. We want to. <laughs> energy sources uh, with that being said be on the lookout tomorrow i'm going to cross post this episode it has nothing to do with bitcoin but it is it, very <laughs> <What the> it's <fuck>? a <laughs> <laughs> very important conversation about um i, I interviewed you see is this from gamcast oil field services yes uh chris Wright. <laughs> i mean it's filled with facts i shared their um their 2020 report on on the importance of energy for the like people don't understand energy markets energy extraction energy delivery grid systems how it all works they just larp and that's the thing about it there's so much hypocritical bullshit again a perfect example is the biden administration their push for, like again nothing something else we can the, the civilian climate core they're going to Biden administration with this infrastructure bill, I believe, is going to create 1.3 million jobs, uh, and they're calling it a civilian climate core. That and it's literally, they're hiring 1.3 million people to go and knock on people's doors and tell them how bad uh, the climate emergency is, despite the fact that climate-related deaths have fallen by 98 percent over the last hundred years. With that being said, though, again. The hypocrisy, the you know, look what they do.
do, not what they say. Like and the politicians are like, oh, climate change affects the poor the most. Like we need to transition to these green energy sources ASAP or, or the world's going to burn and the poor are going to be worse off than they were before. And it's like, well, actually it's the exact opposite. These oh. are increasing electricity prices for poor people and electricity and water are two of the vital things to pull people out of poverty. Cheap electricity specifically helps third world countries pull themselves out of poverty and be productive and join us in the developed world. And you're doing it here in the quote unquote developed US. I mean, we talked about the Indian point in New York. You're just raising electricity prices for people all over the city, lower income people all over the city. It doesn't help them. It hurts them, the policies that you're implementing. So tomorrow I'm dropping that on Gamcast. I think I will cross post it on TFTC because it was very- It sounds like you're going to. Formative conversation. Um, and I think you guys would get a lot of, of value out of it. And freaks, if you're considering mining at home, which you should consider, it's a great way to get KYC free Bitcoin. I don't know if I plugged it last week, but two weeks ago, I had a dispatch with Ronin Miner, Diverter, No KYC, and uh, Econo Alchemist. And uh, people have found it very useful. Um, and that's all the focus that was, was just home mining, just yes. mining at home. With home mining, the biggest warning I'll give her is like just make sure you understand the electrical specs of the miner before you buy it. Yeah. Make it compatible with your house. Right? And we talk about that for like an hour. Yeah. But but ultimately, freaks, like if you have to pay an electrician six hundred dollars, a licensed electrician, so you don't electrocute yourself, like it's not the biggest expense in the world. No. Um, just get a licensed electrician to do it. Because a lot of people do electrocute themselves. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who was a licensed electrician and he electrocuted himself, uh, not setting up a miner, just doing electrical things, you know, elect electrics a bitch. You don't want to fuck with it. Right. Like even in the mining industry, like there's mining companies that don't understand the nuance, particularly in the off grid stuff. They don't understand like that. The what's miners and the bit mains and even different models of what's miners and bit mains have different electrical makeups which yeah i mean back in the day you could just plug it right into the outlet like you just get an amp miner just plug it right into the outlet yeah like a great american mining for our containers we have to depending on what miner we use we have to design our electrical infrastructure specifically for certain the s19 requires two 220s yeah it's, it's a lot on it on its independent circuit anyway um power dense machine right there before I forget, Kita in the live chat, and this is why I said, oh, in the middle of your comment, was because he, he just shed some light on the Compass IRA product and it makes a lot of sense. So you take your post-tax IRA funds that you already have, and then you buy a miner through Compass with your IRA funds, and then all proceeds go back into your IRA tax-free. Uh, That's why it needs to be a new... That's why it has to be a new miner, a new setup, because you have to use your IRA to purchase it. Agreed. Agreed. That makes a lot more sense. Thank you for the clarity, Kita. Uh, it seems like the adrenochrome has been been firing your synapses today. What pool does Great American Mining use? I think this is public. We've talked about it before. Slush pool right now. Um, Do you actually control that, or does the individual well operators choose where it goes? We choose. We, we prop mine for ourselves. We just go to the operators and say, Hey, let's buy your gas. Okay. So do you don't, do you have any clients that actually mine or you're just hosting your miners there? Yeah. Fortress technologies, which is uh, the company that uh, we did the big partnership with starting in, we announced it in April. Uh, that's essentially like 
we're building out infrastructure into a rev split. We're, we're finding the gas and setting that all up. There are producers that are willing to give up gas um, in, by, in favor of uh, Bitcoin rev split. Um, so we do have certain um, producers who are, are Bitcoin risk on that want to do that. And they just say, hey, we trust you guys as the experts to operate this stuff. Like, How dope. Let's do it. Yes, Demi, I am connected to Great American Mining, if you couldn't tell. Um, how, where the fuck has he been? How, how did he not know that? <laughs> when Gam Hats, they're on our website. You can go to gam.ai and go to the store. We have Gam Hats. Do you sell the helmets yet? Uh, not yet. We're, it's like a very um, very capital, well, not capital intensive. Charge more for them. Yeah. Um, when nuclear powered mining, I mean, there already is nuclear powered mining. Greenwich just announced that they're doing something in South Carolina on nuclear. I would love, like Austin, um, our head of engineering, he's, uh, he's, he, we would do nuclear, like if it presented itself in a second. It is um, an ideal way to mine. Most energy dense source that we have. Again, these people don't care about clean energy, it's a, the cleanest source of energy potentially that we have on the planet and uh, they're actively decommissioning nuclear power plants for reasons that make no sense at all. They don't care about the environment. If they did, they would be spinning up nuclear power plants, not decommissioning them. Um, I'm a big nuclear bull. I think we're going to get fission. I think we're going to get thorium reactors. I think um, nuclear is the future beyond oil and gas. Um, it's just whether or not we get the political will to make it happen and we uh, tear down all the red tape that currently exists for for people want to spin up nuclear options uh nuclear facilities excuse me gam crocs no uh we work in the oil and gas field and you need steel what about gam carharts what are carharts you don't know what a carhart is i don't think so it's a brand they make like all the outdoor gear um wouldn't be surprised about like dope jackets won't be surprised if Austin has, has some custom game gear. I love Austin. I haven't seen Austin in a fucking minute. I'm jealous you got to see him in Miami. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. He's a, he's a fucking base bayou boy. I'll tell you that. What else do we got here? Any yeah, other? the S9 is just normal wall plug. You yeah. just plug it into a wall and you just plug it into Ethernet. But it also is like going to generate like 30 cents or like 25 cents a fucking day. And mm-hmm. it's going to probably cost you more in electricity because they're not that efficient. But it's a good way to just learn. It's a, it's a good way to just get your feet wet. Yeah. Someone asked that question yeah, and the, I answered it. I just had something to say. I completely went blank. Um, I don't shop at Target. <laughs> Should we wrap this bad boy up? Wrap it up. Uh, I think we answered a lot of good questions and some poor questions, but we answered them. Just under two hours here. Uh, freaks. We said the fight seems to be upon us. Are we at the then they fight you stage? I would argue we've been there for a while, but it just seems more overt. In We're in the frog boiling in the water stage. Oh, the water's fucking bubbling. <laughs> it's bubbling. They're coming. They're coming for your sats. They're coming for your wallets. They're coming for that ass. They do not like you. Oh, now I got the Great American Mining uh, account fucking tweeting, making fun of me. What is a Carhartt? <laughs> You deserve that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining. As I mentioned, uh, the BTC Pay server is back up. I'm sorry about that. Uh, if you guys do want to purchase shout outs, obviously you can do that now. Um, if you're listening via a 
podcasting 2.0 compatible app and streaming us sats i want to thank you dearly it means a lot that you would part ways with some precious sats to support our show and what we do um we love you guys it's uh we do this because we think it's vital uh i went on a show yesterday like they were like why are you in bitcoin it was like because if we don't have this in our future uh the world is going to suck it's going to be terrible we're all going to be enslaved in some uh, an open air prison if you will Uh, data slaves data slaves failure is not an option i love you freaks if you're not using your own node learn how to use your own node if you're not holding your own keys learn how to hold your own keys it's imperative that you do these things never stop learning just keep progressing forward help your friends and family um I know it can seem dark right now, but I'm optimistic for the future. I think we can fucking pull this thing off. And uh, I love you all. Love you all too. Peace and love, freaks.